It's always a grass is always greener on the other side situation. This is The Picnic Pod with Georgia and Alex. Honestly, I've had like a few little breakdowns being like, what am I doing here? Hey everyone, just popping in and saying hello. Um, Alex and I didn't do any recommendations this week, but stress less, there will be some next week. And I am sorry for the delay of this episode. My laptop actually got damaged and needed to go in for some repairs, which took a few days. Um, and I was very close to uploading this episode before it got damaged. So that was very annoying. Um, alas, we move on. It's uploaded and thank you for being patient. Well, let's get started. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> Because I'm interviewing my friend, but today we have the wonderful Annabelle Wong <laughs> um, joining us on the picnic pod today. And um, yeah, we'll get started with question one, I guess. <laughs> Can you tell I'm really giddy about this? Um, all right, Annabelle, tell us a bit about yourself and how you ended up where you are. All right. So I went to uni with Georgia at... UQ, we studied together. I was doing a Bachelor of Exercise and Nutrition though, and you were doing health science, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went on to do the Masters of Dietetics. And um, that was rough. It was a rough one and a half years. Probably like the last semester was the roughest though. I so I am in Canada now on a working holiday visa. I knew when I was studying I wanted to come here just to do a ski season. And my plan was to just do the ski season and come back home, work as a dietitian. But um, yeah, uni was rough and now I'm in Canada indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to uni. So you said yeah. the master's was a bit rough for you. Was there a particular mm-hmm. point um, in that degree where you were like, yes, I'm definitely going to move to Canada straight away? Um, it was just the back-to-back placements and trying to balance placement with the theory that we were learning and assessment and also trying to work as well to afford rent, uh, to live, to eat. Yeah, I was very burnt out from all of that. Um, <laughs> had you always wanted to move overseas, like to do the working holiday? Like I know you said you wanted to do the ski season. So is that something that you kind of always wanted to do? Actually, uh, yes, I did think about working overseas as a dietitian, but um, yeah, since uni was a bit rough, I needed a break from that. So I'm just working in retail at the moment, but living in an awesome little town called Canmore. And I did choose Canada. So initially, I also wanted to do, when I knew I wanted to do a ski season, it was going to be France or Canada. I did choose Canada because I could work here as a dietitian after the ski season if I wanted to. Mm. Yeah, because um, in Ontario, the province, they've got mutual recognition for dietitians. Yeah, I can still work as a dietitian in the other provinces. It's just a bit of a process, changing my visa, doing a medical, applying to the board of dietitians, taking an examination. I think that will cost thousands. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit? about your travel prior like where had you gone before had you done much traveling um not too much when I was a kid I used to go with my family back to Hong Kong that's where my dad's from but then starting from a few years ago I started traveling by myself like I went to New Zealand for three weeks just the South Island by myself 
um, which was a little scary because I was 19 and I'm not that brave. <laughs> um, but I did take a backpackers bus and met heaps of people. So I feel like that just built up kind of my confidence in being able to travel solo. Then I went to Norway. I did an exchange semester there. So I was there for six and a half months. I wasn't able to travel too much around Norway um, because of COVID, but um, we still managed to fit in some road trips. That was cool. Yeah. And then I've come to Canada now. (laughs) Sorry to butt in. I just remember now you said that it was in COVID. When Annabelle was over in Norway, she was, well, when everything was locking down, she was really needed to come, like had to come back to Australia, but she was like enjoying her time over there so much. She was like, no, I'm just going to stay here. And we were all in Australia going, come back. Like you're going to get stuck over there. And oh my gosh, the, I had so much anxiety for you, but you were just living your life. Um, I was living so your life. <laughs> you came back. Tell us a bit about <laughs> that experience in Norway. Oh, okay. So once lockdown started happening, my family kept urging me to come back. And I was like, nah, I'll be fine. Because the uni did say um, if the host country allowed, you were allowed to stay there. So I did stay in Norway. I stayed for actually the intended amount of time. And when I came back, uh, I booked my flight. So I didn't realize, I didn't keep up with the news. And I didn't realize that hotel quarantine was... um, they wanted to charge for it. And I was a broke student. So I booked my flight to Brisbane a bit too late. So instead of going to Brisbane, my plan was to go to Sydney so I could hotel quarantine for free and then just hire a car and drive home. But I booked through an agency and guys don't do that. (laughs) They didn't tell me that I didn't make it on the flight. So back then in uh, Sydney International Airport capped uh, arrivals. I don't know what amount, but apparently I didn't make the cut. When I went to board the flight, they told me I wasn't on the flight at all. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, you didn't make it. And I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happened. I was panicking. I was crying. You called one of my (laughs) friends. I think you spoke to Charity. And um, we we were somewhere. All of us girls were together and we just could hear you on the phone like in an absolute state just being like I think I'm going to go to Perth like oh yeah it was freaking out I think Maddie Howes's 21st birthday actually that might be right wow okay there you go. yeah so after all that crying I did they ended up booking me on a flight to Perth I actually got an option to go to Brisbane but I didn't want to pay for the hotel quarantine so I went to Perth and I quarantined there uh, for two weeks in the little hotel room um and then I just booked another flight back to Brisbane after what's been the scariest part or something that you were most anxious about I guess overall with like the move to Canada not making friends and just being alone in a new country yeah but honestly it's I feel like that's a lot of people's fears when they travel overseas or travel somewhere else by themselves but uh, if you go to hostels you just meet so many people I met so many people just my first five days of in the country and I'm still like really good friends with a few of them and talking to them often yeah that's good advice because I think Alex and I both would be worried about the same thing yeah I always talk about moving overseas like next Mm -hmm. year or the year after or something for to to where I want to do the UK 
because Ooh, I'm okay. a dual citizen, so it would just oh, be yeah. easy for me to go over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very scary thinking about starting in a new country. It is, yeah, especially when you're not like a student anymore and you're surrounded yeah. by people. If you're just working, kind of just surrounded by your colleagues. Um, but if you start off in a hostel, that'll yeah. get you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Annabelle, when um, you were preparing to move over to Canada, what mm-hmm. did you have to do to prepare for that in terms of budgeting or the application sort of processes, just for anyone who might be interested? Yeah, okay. In terms of budgeting, there was no real budget. I just tried to save as much money as possible, which was really hard when I was studying. So I feel like I didn't save as much money as I should have. And it really gives me FOMO when I see other people that are here already that are traveling as well um, and that are able to plan all these big trips. And I'm like, how do you afford that? But then I realized I was literally a student for like almost six years um and yeah I didn't save that much um I think a good amount to save that is recommended is about like 10 grand like that's a comfortable amount because it is actually more expensive here than at home and um so the wages are a little bit lower especially for seasonal jobs but the cost of living is much higher I feel like especially because around where I am in Canmore they don't grow their own produce here and have to import it all Mm. and it's just an expensive place to live as well um yeah so save as much money as you can and I applied for the visa myself I know there's heaps of um like agencies you can do it through but it's really straightforward you can do it by yourself it only takes a few weeks to months between applying for it um and receiving a work permit. I think for Australians going to Canada as well, there might not be a cap on how many people can come over. I know for certain countries there are. So if you do apply for the working holiday visa and don't have any like criminal history, then you are very likely to get a work permit. And how did you get a job over there? Uh, so I knew I wanted to work at a ski resort. So I was work, I was looking at all the ski resort, um, pages or their websites. They do have sections for where you can apply to their jobs. So I came over in October and I was starting to look, they start to advertise their jobs for the winter season, starting like November, December ish. Um, they start to advertise it in August, September. Yeah, so I just applied online and then I was joining all the Facebook groups, Working Holiday Canada or the IEC, which is the International Experience Canada. So that's what I applied for to get the work permit. Um, Yeah, there's all these pages and then it's got really helpful information from other people that have also gone through this experience. Have you ever regretted moving overseas? Like, is there something that you feel like you're really missing being back at home in Australia um yeah I have like as much as I hate to say it partially regretted it at like sometimes because I feel like after all that studying like I feel that sometimes I'm wasting my time here not going into my field of um work and and the pay is so low here as well it's rough 
sometimes I feel like even if I did a similar job at home, I would be earning so much more money. And it's really hard, especially because all my friends graduated like a year before me and they're working their big girl dietitian jobs and they're able to buy the things they want, go to the places they want to go. And yeah, I get real FOMO from that as well. Like I know I am in like, it's always a grass is always greener on the other side situation because I am in such an amazing place and I'm doing the things I like, like after work. The other day I went for a sunset hike um, and I can't, I can't do that in Brisbane, right? But sometimes I just wish I could be like working a big girl job, being with my friends. Yeah. We appreciate your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've had like a few little breakdowns being like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go back, I guess, because I think I know what you're hinting at. When you first moved over there, your first job in the ski resort wasn't exactly what you thought it was going to be like, like in terms of you, I think you were expecting to just be like high on life every single day. And then when it was, I do, I've made the wrong decision. But now living in Canmore, I think that's how you say it, um, Mm -hmm. very different just off like a when I talk to you. Um, So maybe you could talk about, what that experience was like working in a job that you kind of couldn't leave? The only reason I stayed there was because I had guaranteed hours and guaranteed housing. And for a lot of ski resorts and a lot of um, a lot of seasonal jobs in general, um, housing and like housing and hours are not guaranteed. It's rough out here. A lot of people uh, get kicked off in January when it starts to quieten down is what I've heard. Well, what has been the best thing about living in Canada? Uh, The best thing, the mountains, the snow, don't get that in Brisbane. Um, And just being able to do all the outdoor sports that I have never done before. Like I have snowboarded before when I was in Norway, but that was the first time. And then I was able to do it more here. And I tried cross-country skiing. I went running in the snow. Um, I didn't think I could do that, but I was like, wow, this is fun. (laughs) I did fat biking. So fat biking is like just biking on the snow. It's called fat biking because the tires are so much fatter and grippier. And I actually went on a mountain bike trail on the fat bike. I was expecting a cruisy ride, but I was going up and down and on switchbacks. I was falling everywhere that was a bit traumatic but it was it was good to experience I guess it was an experience Um, and then in summer I've been doing heaps of hiking um, going along these ridge lines um, where you've got like a cliff on either side of you pretty cool (laughs) I went mountain biking yeah I felt like I was gonna die going up I felt like I was gonna die going down so I don't think mountain biking is for me but I can see why people like it (laughs) I've never been to Canada. I really want to go. Mm, I want to go back in the summer because when I went, it was like winter and mm. so many Where places. Go? Um, to Big White. Oh, yeah. I had a friend there. And then we drove to Banff as well for a few days. I loved Banff. Mm. That's where Annabelle did her marathon. Oh, yeah. I love I thought Banff was the cutest town. It is. How long ago did you come here? Um, 2019, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, Banff is like 
busy, so busy. It's crazy. I'm just 20 minutes from Banff, actually. Oh. Yeah. I'm like between Banff and Calgary. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So kind of the more local version of Banff. There's still all the mountains, just not in the national park and less tourists. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be so nice. It looks stunning. Yeah. Um, what are you planning on doing next, Annabelle? I know that might be a loaded question, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think I will be staying in Canmore for the summer. So I feel like people that are on working permits, they kind of we work in seasons, winter and summer season. Um, spring and autumn, we just kind of forget about that. They're shorter seasons, we just travel, I think. Um so I'm staying in Camel for the summer. In winter, I think I'll go to another ski resort. Hopefully a bigger and busier one. Because the one I went to before, it was amazing. There was amazing views and it wasn't that crowded. So I was able to go skiing and not have to wait in line for a long time. But it was very isolated. And I did really feel a bit lonely out there. Like there was people at the ski resort as well, but there was not many, like it's quite a small ski resort compared to other ski resorts. Yeah. So I'll go to a bigger one, hopefully, and live in the town that's right next to it. And then otherwise, so that's on the cards. Otherwise I might just go to France to do a ski season there. You never know. (laughs) Or if it's too cold, I might actually come home is the plan. Maybe (laughs) New Zealand will also be um, in summer. And there's also mountains there, which I like. So I might be going there. (laughs) TBD. Do you think that you want to, like, do you still want to work as a dietitian eventually? I I do want to. Um, Yes. I just feel like I've been away for so long. I need to get my foot in the door. (laughs) Yeah. My concern is that I'll come back. I'll have no references, um, yeah, no support from the uni because it has been a while and I haven't been in touch with the uni, to be honest. Um, yeah, but I, I really do want to. I'm really lucky that a lot of my friends are dietitians or will be dietitians, so that will be very helpful, I think. Yeah. I always tell Annabelle, she'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> It yeah. always works out like anything. And yeah. I'm just really proud of you, Annabelle. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, no, because you had a tough time. Like you're, as you said at the start, like masters really, really, I don't know, made your life difficult. And you know, yeah, honestly. But we had a few phone calls together, and it was tough seeing you in that position. So just seeing you now, like overseas and working, snowboarding, hiking, it's really amazing. Um, mm. And yes, you've got that qualification. So I feel like I'm being your mum here and like being really like supportive. But, um, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. The masters was rough. I was so stressed. My eyebrow hair was falling out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was bad. She it was, was like, almost it was almost giving Voldemort. Almost. <laughs> I look at photos and I'm like, ooh, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Like no one wants to see your friends go through a stressful situation. But mm. I think for Annabelle, she felt very lost and you felt very like, I'm never gonna be a dietitian again. I'm broken kind of thing. And um yeah. 
negative breakdowns where I just truly did not believe in myself. Mm. And I feel like I probably haven't fully recovered and can't say that I can, like I can have the confidence to be a dietitian, but we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be by your side. Thank you. (laughs) Would you like recommend traveling after uni and like doing what you've done like to other people because I know a lot of people I guess talk about Mm. I want to go traveling after uni and stuff like you've done it so is it something that you would actually recommend yeah for sure I think um, a lot of people get kind of caught in like going straight into work after uni and then trying to like climb the corporate ladder and working and working and then you just get um caught up in all these like um like all this debt like a house um like mortgage car etc um (laughs) I think yeah definitely worth traveling and seeing where you might want to end up um because yeah you don't always have to work a job in your hometown or home city and stay there forever but I feel what I wish I had done was work a bit before as a dietitian before traveling so that I at least had my foot in the door I had references I had experience because now I'll come home and they'll see I graduated 2022 um I don't know when I'll come home 2024 2025 and they'll be like what have you been doing in this time (laughs) I do have a co-worker currently who was an OT back at home he's from Perth and he did about four and a half years of work and he's come over just for a little break but he's in the process of um, applying to be an OT here and I think it's really working out for him that he has the home experience yeah yeah do you still think that you would ever work overseas as a dietitian or do you think no, you'll just keep like traveling and working at the resorts and stuff and then wait till you come home to be potentially working as a dietitian. Not sure. Um, It would be cool to work overseas, but I feel like when I start out, I'll have to come home first. I have to first get apply for my accreditation. And I feel like at home is where I'll have the most support when I'm starting out. Yeah. That would be very cool if I could work overseas though. Yeah, yeah. As a dietitian. what would be your biggest tip to someone considering moving overseas like if you had one word of advice to give to someone um honestly just save as much money as possible so you can do all the things you want to do yeah because originally I was gonna work in Canada for a bit then do a big Europe trip come home But after living in Canada and having to use some of my Australian savings, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that Europe trip can can happen. Um, Yeah. But um, like moving overseas isn't always like something that you have to save a huge amount for. You don't have to like work a lot and then go overseas. Like because if you do work when you're overseas, um, that really helps with being able to travel um, and see nice things like because I'm in Canmore usually people travel here 
from wherever they are to see all the sites here but I'm living here I can see nice things after work and travel around like cheaply from here if that makes sense yeah I know you're not really big into this but if anyone wanted to follow you online where can they find you um I've got an Instagram um it's Annabelle Wong nine yeah we can put it in the show notes you can gain some followers <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, thank it's you. It's not that exciting though. <laughs> Sorry, you've got amazing photos of all your hikes and like cute dogs and things. <laughs> the snow. <laughs> amazing. Well, I hope that episode was insightful for our listeners. Um, thank you so much, Annabelle, for coming on in <laughs> very last minute. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Miss you. Nice seeing you again, Alex. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. This podcast was recorded on Gubby Gubby land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to support us, join our Facebook group, follow our Instagram and leave the podcast a rating and review. 